Hey, what's up people? Welcome to The Others Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny, your only host this week. Uh, That's because I'm bringing you a special summer bonus, let's say. Um, This has been in the works for quite a few months. Uh, We managed to pull this off yesterday, so I'm hoping you enjoy this. Um, Yesterday, I was in Turku in Finland for the Ruiz Rock Festival which if you follow us on Instagram, you may have seen that uh, NERD were headlining, in fact. So I made the trip up there, um, just planning originally to watch the show, thanks to Brent who hooked us up um, some great VIP passes to actually get in there um, and hang out. But as the time approached for the festival, I was emailing back and forth with some certain people, trying to get some time uh, with people within NERD. And somehow, I don't know how, I don't know why, uh, Shay agreed to dial in and talk to me. We agreed a time and a time period and some questions that we would uh, we would discuss. Um, so I was in the meeting room in a hotel, Shay was in his hotel, uh, room, uh, through Skype. So you'll have to excuse the, the not great audio quality on this, but Shay blessed me with some time. He was open to talk about pretty much anything which he, he does during this kind of short interview. So listen in and hopefully you really enjoy it. Um, I'm not going to talk now too much about the event itself and stuff that happened at the event, which people again may have seen on Instagram. Uh, That will come, I guess, in the next couple of weeks when I'm back from summer holidays and we have a new podcast to go out. So that will also be coming soon. But in the meantime, sit back, listen to this interview with Shay. And uh, I also have to say a massive shout out to the people that helped arrange this. So Brent, um, Alex and Corey, I am mother and Pharrell's management team, um, Pharrell himself, Shay himself, Chad, also Mike, who we saw and everyone else from the I am mother team, Pharrell's management team, the dancers, the band, um, every person we bumped into who was super friendly, made us feel so welcome. Um, And yeah, a a great experience, which we'll talk about more in the future. But yeah, in the meantime, here's the interview and enjoy. Yeah, hey. Hey. Thanks for the name. What's up? Hey, do you mind if I take a picture of this? No, not at all. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Let me just, uh, man, we post that on Instagram later. People are going to get mad. <laughs> I know you don't do an awful lot of this stuff, so uh, as I already said, you know, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. I appreciate you uh, you taking the time to do two years worth of research, man, to put together a podcast and spread the spread the, the awareness. Oh man, of- well, I'm a I'm an OG fan. I've I've seen you guys. I think today will be because I've travelled up to Turku. I live in Helsinki, um, mm-hmm. but this will be my 14th time seeing you. I think. Wow. So I've been to every UK show you've done bar like two, I think. Wow. Um, okay. So, yeah, you've been, to, you've been in most of them, I think. Some of them have been like Pharrell, separate things. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think you're there sort of on, a, on most occasions. So, 
I'm taking my kid today for the first time as well. He's a mad fan of yours, you specifically. Oh, wow. So he's just off having a walk somewhere, but he will be mad that like I actually saw you and spoke to you. <laughs> Dope, man. Well, listen, thank you, man, because uh, if it wasn't for people like you and, and, and a lot of the, you know, like a lot of kids, a lot of the younger kids wouldn't know about, you know, the work, the previous work that NERD and the Neptunes have done over the years. So the fact that you guys are out here championing and, and spreading, you know, and educating the youth, you know, on uh, on music, you know, that, that means a lot, you know. I, it's good. This is uh, this is feedback we get from fans regularly. You know, a lot of fans are a lot younger than you or I or my co-hosts. Right. Um, right. And they're kind of quite new to music in general and new to NERD, obviously, because the the resurgence again recently of, you know, with the album and a lot of stuff mm -hmm. um, like P is doing separately as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we get a lot of feedback, people like new to it, new to the to the fashion, to the, all right. the OG, like NERD memorabilia and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's really good to be able to kind of try and give some of this information back to them. Yeah, no, for sure. So that kind of like leads into, um, I guess, like a first question I've got. Mm -hmm. You yourself, you kind of have this, I think, cult following is one way to put it, uh, mm. amongst NERD fans. Yeah, you know, I've been to gigs where they're not shouting other people's name, they're shouting for Shay. Mm -hmm. And you're not out there in the public eye that much. Are you, are you kind of aware of this kind of cult status that you have amongst the fans? To be honest, no. I mean, um, you know, we've you know since since NERD started touring, we noticed that there were a lot of familiar faces um, at shows over time, and you know, they would just express their gratitude for. You know, the fact that, you know, Chad, Pharrell and myself came together and put out, you know, this timeless, experimental, fearless sound. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, there would be some that be like, yo, you know, I'm such a huge fan of yours. And then they'd turn around to my comrades and say, I'm such a huge fan of yours, you know, but, um, but yeah, no, um. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm quite sure there are, you know, when I think about my favorite bands, there is one that I always gravitate to, you know, from the Beatles to Nirvana to the Stones to, you know, EPMD to, you know, I mean, Tribe Called Quest, the list goes on. So, yes, I definitely know there's probably some that I that that resonate more with me than with my partners, but I think overall, I think they really appreciate the fact that we encourage, you know, so many people and so many kids that were, you know, doubting themselves, you know, um, to, 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 you know, use that doubt and that fear as tailwind instead of headwind. And are you, are you personally kind of comfortable with that? status that you potentially have amongst fans and also this kind of celebrity celebrity status i guess that you kind of that it go crosses over into as well when you're doing stuff like this being on tour putting records out yeah i mean listen you know 
I purposely, you know, chose to 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 play the background and <clears throat> um, not be so much in the forefront. Um, and that was that was designed from the onset. Um, Pharrell, you know, ever since we were kids, he was he yearned to be what he is today. You know, um, he, he, you know, Pharrell was in high school. He was, you know, he was, he was a joker. He was, you know, into the mix with everyone. He had, you know what I mean? Whereas I was more of a recluse. I didn't really, you know, I was cool, but I, I, you know, I was cool with people, but I wasn't that assertive, you know, outgoing type of, uh, type of kid growing up and then Chad you know Chad had his niche set of friends who were all collected and 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 musically you know musically uh uh more so into the music realm of 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 his uh of his childhood so um yeah I mean I uh I I I I like my position I'm in, man. Um, I get to, you know, I get to make music with some of music's, the music industry most talented guys that ever touch keys, and 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 we get to do whatever the fuck we want, man. And and it's just fun, you know what I mean? Like, you know, of course, you know, with any job, there is, you know, the good and the bad perks. <clears throat> And we definitely had our fair share of, you know, uh, adversities al- uh, along the way. But overall, man, it's it's I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You it's know? amazing how you seem, as you're saying now, you seem to be three quite different people, individuals. Mm-hmm. You all look at things slightly differently. Yet when you kind of come together and you put out this music, you know, year after year, it's it's always amazing and we see you on tour and you're always so, you know, great together. And obviously he's very close and great friends. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how three very different people can kind of come together like that and still be doing this. You know, we're what, over 15 years later after in search of basically. Right. And I, I think that that common denominator is the music is our outlook on how important it is for us to, continue to push the envelope and 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 share just a juxtaposed thought process on different encounters different common encounters that we're all currently going through um so yeah it's fun man it's fun i i I I mean we're all we're three big kids and i don't think we will ever grow up um and kind of tying into that um there was an interview a little while back when when the album came out, I think you did a complex con um, mm-hmm. where you talked about your different roles in the group. Mm-hmm. And I think your role, I may be quite misquoting it very slightly, mm-hmm. but you uh, kind of said your role, you're, you're the kind of person that's still living in the real world. You had your ear to the street still. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that manifest itself in the music and when you guys kind of get together and start making stuff? Um, I think it's necessary for, in order to make a, in order to make a, a, 
essential work of art, you really have to, you know, you really have to make sure you cover a lot of ground, especially within the music industry. Sounds are constantly changing. Um, content is rapidly changing. So, you know, within this space, and being that music is heavily driven by all the other surrounding elements that makes make this world spin, you have to pay attention to, you know, a lot of, you got to pay attention to a lot of intel. And with those guys and the amount of, you know, the amount of work that they have to, 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 the amount of work that they have to 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 facilitate and and take and and make sure that you know things are getting done at a timely fashion it's hard for them to you know set aside a proper amount of time to do the due diligence to make sure that we're tapping in on the right things um so i i i enjoy you know like it, within this process, each creative process before we attack an album is, is different. But within with with this particular creative process, it was a lot of conversations about what was going on globally and how the you know the sound of music is changing and how do we morph our punk sound with 808s and you know um, and still keep that you know still keep the, the, the actual contents of the song remotely similar to the previous albums, but make sure that it's non-linear at the same time sonically. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it was, it was you know, we, we all play, you know, a critical role in, in, the, in the band. Um, and with, you know, with the constant dialogue that happened, you know, in the early stages of the of the process, um, I think a lot of that, I think creatively, a lot of that was due or spawned sonically. I think creatively, uh, that sound was spawned from the dialogue. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then set aside from that, when you you know when you're in a band with two incredibly talented musical geniuses that are opposites at times you know i mean this one's going to the left this one's going to the right but they're i mean they're not i mean it's not just five feet away from you i mean they're out there you know what i mean sometimes you need that you need that that middle ground to like just harness that energy back in and try to um decipher and, 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 and find, you know, a, 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 a better understanding, a more diplomatic understanding. Um, so it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I think, you know, having three members in a band is cool because it's always someone to help navigate and keep, keep it on track because it could definitely veer off. And it's not, it's, listen, sometimes when you veer off, it's great because you're, you, you're, you're tapping into a new frontier and it's, it's like, whoa, fuck, that conversation just took, took this whole sound somewhere else. You know what I mean? But um, there's times where it could, it could completely derail and it just doesn't make sense. 
And I've got two kind of questions relating to that. I obviously won't do them at the same time, but when you're putting an album together and you're all in the room, you've maybe not seen each other for a while, you're back in there. Is it a fairly kind of tight ship or is it literally ideas, sounds, lyrics being kind of thrown about until something comes together? Or do you kind of go into the studio thinking this is the the direction we want to go? Um, so let's try and piece this together now. You know, making music isn't like any other job. Every day the energy is different. Every day the vibe in the room is different. So it's not like you're going to a manufacturing job and you clock in and you already know what the steps are going to be each second of the day. Um, You know, Sometimes you can go in with the intent, the, the intent of, you know, tackling one thing and then it, you know, it, it diverts and, you know, you go a completely di- different direction. But you don't interfere with that energy if, if, the, if, the, if, if, if it feels magical, you know, when you, you know when that magic is cir- circulating in a room. So there's no such structure mm-hmm. when creating music. Um, sometimes it could start with a melody sometimes it could start with a beat sometimes it could start with just someone walking in a room and saying the right thing and you're like oh shit hold that you know what i mean or you could be watching a bbc or cnn clip or you know what i mean it just it varies so much man that for me to just say it's one way yeah that that would be unjust for music because music is dimensional and creating it is dimensional. So, yeah. And when you guys do come together is, you know, let's just take this project, for example, is that an organic process that happens or does it take one person or two people to kind of say, okay, we want to start working on this. We want to put some stuff together and they kind of drive the project or is it just a, a collective we're in the right mood, we're in the studio, let's just start working on something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, normally it's, it, 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 it's, it's normally a collective. With all the previous albums, it's, it's definitely been a collective. And this last album was a collective, too, on the tail end. But for the most part, Pharrell and I and Chad had conversations early on. Pharrell started to create a lot of the... He created a lot of the initial, the bones of the album. And he just got in this, you know, I guess it's because of the conversations that we were having. Before we were supposed to go dive into the studio, he tackled a lot of this. He did a, he covered a lot of ground beforehand and just laid down a lot of ideas of what he interpreted from the conversations. So, um, so with this particular project, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of the ideas were, were, were not a hundred percent there, but they were, uh, they were there, they were, it was eligible enough to know where the song would, where the, where we could go with the music. And then as we dove deeper, you know, each song started to progress and develop more. And, you know, and that's when Chad and I came in towards the middle 
and we wrote it out to the you know the final mixes of of the album but normally it's not that's normally not the case um, normally we're in we're in from the very from the seed of it and we we you know all three contribute to nurture and watch it grow um in this particular case you know he took on a lot of he carried out a lot of the, the the early stages of the of the of the lifting. Okay, um, I realise we're well over time already. So a couple of really quick questions for you. Don't okay. want to keep you too long. Yeah. Um, I had one. Uh, these are a little bit more personal. They're about you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, one from me. Two from my kid, who will kick my ass if I don't ask them. Okay. So the one from me. Um, as you already mentioned, you know, you're, you're a fairly private guy. You keep yourself to yourself away from the limelight generally. What is it that keeps, when you're, well, when you're not touring or making the music, what keeps you busy on a day-to-day basis? What's, what's going on in your life generally? Um, set aside from family, I've, I've worked on several uh, ventures from tag to music, currently working on a uh, 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 concept now uh, with this incredibly talented kid named Austin Martin um, and essentially what we're doing is providing a tool for kids in areas to expand vocabulary, literacy and history um, through hip hop music and uh, we've done a you know extensive research and figured out methods that teachers can implement implement this this tool into the system to keep kids engaged. Um, I mean, we're living in a you know a progressive time right now where the attention span is super short, and in order for teachers to you know sustain you know a healthy engagement, they got to figure out ways to keep find students' interests, you know what I mean? And they, they have to build, you know, they got to build some sort of innovative, you know, way to, you know, grab these kids' attention. I mean, a lot of the systems in the U.S., you know, a lot of the school mandates haven't been changed for for eons, you know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of the school systems, you know, within the U.S., they just feel like if you add an iPad or you add a computer, you're tapping into innovation and it's not it's deeper than that, you know. Um, so, you know, we we know the importance of literacy. So and we feel like, you know, knowledge is something that can never be taken away. It's priceless. So we, we want to, you know, equip these kids with 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 this this tool um, so they can be global citizens, man. And um, I know these kids are consumed majority of their week with the biggest genre of music, which is hip hop. You know what I mean? So why not? And a lot of these hip hop artists are highly intelligent, are educating these kids. And, you know, a lot of these kids don't know what the hell they're rapping about. They don't know the context of, you know, the way the way these rappers are using terms and things of that nature. So we just want to educate kids and, 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 and get them ready for the for the real world. That's really great to hear. I do love the fact that you're working on something like that. I know like Pharrell has his ventures and mm-hmm. uh, Brent that I speak to semi-regularly, you know, he has his, uh, his iBook and that my kid loves, you know, 
deconstructing happy and rebuilding right. it and all that kind of stuff. Actually teaching kids to how to learn something, how to do something. It's, it's really great. Yes. So two uh, very quick questions from uh, my kid. They can just be one word answers so you can, you can get away and have a rest for a bit. Okay. So he is Pessy. He is aged seven. Uh, his first question is, uh, my favorite NERD song is Hypnotize You. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite to perform and why? I have a new favorite uh, each tour, to be honest. I mean, in the early stages, when we just had out, had In Search Of, I used to enjoy performing Run To The Sun. And... and uh, Fly or Die, it would be uh, She Wants to Move, and Seeing Sounds, it would be Spaz, or Everyone Knows. Nothing, it was, uh, oh man. (laughs) Is that a hard one? I remember your recent comments about that album. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, there were were a few diamonds in the rough on that album. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it was just such a. It was a. It was. It was. It was just a. It was a dark time for the band. It was. Just, it was really creatively rough and emotionally rough. So, but there, you know, there's a couple of songs on that album that were incredible. I'm gonna tell you another good song that I that I enjoyed was um God bless us God bless us all. Boom. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this particular album, I like One Thousand. I think One Thousand is a great record. Um, I like, you know, I, I, I like the intensity of this this album a lot. Um, I, I feel like it's just so fucking unorthodox to the ear, the common ear, and it's it's cool, you know, to to be able to put out new and refreshing energy out here amongst all these other incredible, great young musicians. Um, so it's just, it's fun. It's fun. So, but I don't have one particular yeah. song over, you know, the, the over the decade of touring that we've yeah. done. Um, but it, it, it changes all the time. But it's, it's I, I, the good thing about it is we have such a good bag of fucking songs to choose from. You got classics for days. Right. That is, is, is cool. For sure. Um, and his final question are, okay, see if you can get this one. Are there any songs that you've made that never actually make the set list that you wish did? Yeah, of course. Um, there's a ton of songs. Things are getting better. Um, shit there's a ton of songs victory victory is an incredible song um yeah yeah i mean it it, nerd is such a festival band that we don't have a lot of freedom to dive into you know the the you know the 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 favorites a lot of people's favorites on how I know every time I see you, when I go with somebody, they're always like, shit, they did not play XXX that I was waiting for. And it's always something different with every every gig, every festival. Someone will always say, but what the fuck happened to this or that? And there's always something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's testament to your output. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And we tend, we tend to dive into those records on like NERD tours, like the more intimate settings. You know, we we'll dive into like some of the the Bobby Chains and the providers and things of that nature because we know that you know the core fans, you know, want to hear those those records. But um, in festivals, we just, you know, it's such pandemonium, man. And those people come out to really just jump up and down and mosh and just have a fucking good time and let go. So we, you know, we just, we want to provide the, we want to provide that soundtrack for them to, you know, release. Yeah. Um, I know full well that I'll be at the side of the stage later tonight. And if, if there was the opportunity where somebody said, what should we play next? I'd be screaming those random obscure things that you're <laughs> never going to play in a million years. But you probably want to, but you're not going to. Right, right, right. Right. But um, I think that's it. I'm going to have to let you go because I know we've kind of overrun the time and I don't want to get either of us in trouble. And uh, I think you need to probably prepare for later on as well. I know it's a, a hectic schedule at the moment. No, for sure. But listen, I... I, I... I, I want to thank you and, and, and your son for the time and the questions. And uh, and I, I appreciate you, you know, sharing our music with him because he's essentially going to, you know, pass it on and spread the word. And I feel like, you know, our messages and our sound need to be heard, you know. So thank it, you. Yeah. Well, no, I have to say it, it's it's my honor to do so. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan. You guys, I won't use the term you've changed my life in any kind of way or, but you know, your music, music you have actually helped make has been the soundtrack to my adult life essentially. Um, and I hear your songs every day. They have a million and one memories attached to them. Um, and no, and I have to say thank you to you and the people that listen to this podcast all will want to say thank you to you i'm sure i can speak for them on this occasion so we really really do appreciate it thank you man cool. until we, until we meet again thank you hi guys steve here again hope you enjoyed that interview and once again a massive thanks and massive shout out to shay and all of the team around him for making that happen if you want to hear more about what happened at the festival and um uh, meeting Pharrell and Chad and the conversations we had, then keep it on the website, which is theothers.net. That's others with a Z. And subscribe to the podcast, obviously. We'll be talking about this stuff in a couple of weeks. But if you keep it on the website, you'll get everything there, including hopefully soon um, an album uh, full of pictures and videos from the event itself. In the meantime, again, check out the other episodes, check out the website for all of the, the show notes and information on how to contact us and support us and stuff like that. Uh, if you want to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash others, again, others with a Z, or you can follow us on Instagram uh, at otherspodcast. And also on Instagram, I am Steve R. Penny. And you can also follow Mr. King of Creams himself, David Travis, at King of Creams. That's it for now, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.